and gentlemen and welcome to the very first episode of the perspective it is your host you guessed it it is lazy tail bringing you guys this awesome podcast what is up everybody so this podcast we're going to talk about all sorts of nerdy related all sorts of geeky related things and then we're also going to talk about you know life experiences and how to handle them I figured it'd be a good little combination for this show, considering that there's a lot of geeky things to talk about, and of course, a lot of life experiences. So, um, I welcome you all to the show. It is a pleasure. Yes, it is. It is a pleasure to bring you all to this show. Um, I've been wanting to do this show for quite some time, and of course, it took forever to get all the equipment necessary to be able to do it um of course the mixer came in the mail yesterday i am very happy with it i um the studio is finally complete i had to put up a little bit of soundproof foam to lay out everything and of course the soundboard came the soundboard i think was the first thing that came in then it was the microphone i don't know how that worked and then last but not least it ended up being the uh, sound mixer system um, that it took to be able to do all this with. So uh, it's all hooked up. As you can tell, it's all hooked up. It's all plugged in. It's all set up and good to go. Um, so, anywho, we're going to talk about today's first experience. And this is a very, very deep topic because, um, well... After we're going to talk about that, and then after which we're going to talk about um, the furry fandom and my experience with the furry fandom. So uh, those of you can you know get to know me a little bit better on a deeper level. Now, so now we're going to go ahead and talk about um, harassment and bullying. This is the very first topic I want to talk about, and I have three examples and three different stories to share. So this episode is going to be a little bit longer than normal because, of course, this is the introductory episode. And, of course, um, I'm going to be doing at least three episodes of launch week uh, for launch week. So um, as I have at least three episodes for launch week that um, I am willing to have put in the gecko. So everything's all set in stone. But, uh... I welcome you all to launch week. Uh, I'm really excited. I'm sure you all are. But uh, anyway, so harassment can come in many different forms. You have, of course, you, you have verbal and, of course, nonverbal nowadays, as we call it. But um, verbal being upfront and personal, 
where and then verbal being gossip and uh you know through like a group of friends like at school at college at work anywhere and then you have uh non-verbal harassment which is basically like posts on social media texting friends um another one would be sending videos about the person through snapchat and w whatever you know tiktok whatever Yes, I'm a TikToker. I'm a furry TikToker. Okay, we, I've, we've all come to know this. But, um, you know, it could come in many, many different forms. And I have three experiences I want to share with you. So we're going to backtrack all the way back to my high school days. This is the first example. So back when I was in high school... I uh, fell in love with this one girl, of course, you know, that's what we all high schoolers do. We tend to pair off, but um, I fell in love with this one girl a long time ago. Uh, not going to mention her name. I don't mention anybody's names when I talk about experiences because I'm not a fan of doing that myself. You know, I, I don't want to, the last thing I need in this podcast is to commit slander. You know, I, I would never do that. And it's something out of my morals. So... If you're asking me the person's name, I would, I, I'm going to tell you, please back off because I'm not going to give it to you. Okay. I have morals to keep, you know, I have my respectful morals I need to keep. Okay. But anyway, I fell in love with this girl and you know, she was a really, 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 really sweet individual, at least until, uh, later on. Um, I was doing my summer school classes this was back, I think, when I was in the 10th grade, my sophomore year, I was finishing up to prepare for my 11th grade year. I was playing catch up for the summer, you know, there, you know, I was, I literally finished up the English class. I was almost done with the math class that I ended up bombing in the long run, but, um, I came to terms to find out, of course, that she was cheating on me with my best friend at the time and this best friend proceeded to say vulgar things about me you know to everyone behind my back he wouldn't say anything up to me up front and personal then it got to where he was saying things like texting things to me personally um but he wasn't like being verbal about it he wasn't saying it to my face and we all obviously understood why you know but it got to where um, posts were being made online. It got to where, you know, she was making posts online. It, it, it became this big thing, this big dramatic thing. Um, and then it later on turned into, quote, I was stalking her. And then it extended all the way through there. And this was like, I think, three or four years ago now. But uh, we're backtracking to this because, of course, it's not me dwelling on it. It's me giving you, you know, an example. Which, in turn, led to me, this was the part where I was still young. I, I wasn't thinking clearly. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what type of drugs I was on. <laughs> but it led to me, um, it led to me saying some vulgar things that I have sh shouldn't have said, which became, quote, threats. And, uh, and ended up, the school ended up taking it personally and they ended up doing what they had to do on their part. Um, after my said expulsion for these supposed threats, um, I then 
I then, you know, was just doing doing my time, finishing up my classes and just, you know, staying focused on myself away from everything. Um, the same said person then continued the harassment while I was away from the building, um, which showed me the truth about the person that the fact that he just would not that he just wouldn't let things go. Um, he was he was a how do I say uh, he liked to he liked to continue things continue things uh, I don't know I don't know the term for it but he liked to continue things forward continue things on and try basically he was doing anything and everything possible to turn all my friends against me um, as I saw but then a lot of them were were really really aggravated about it. So, of course, I was just coming home one night, you know, from from class. I had left class, you know, because, of course, they uh, they let you out, I think, at about one or two ish. I think it was two ish, like two fifteen, two thirty was about the time this uh, alternative school let out. But um, I was chilling on my phone, you know listening to, you know, listening to some, you know, offline music I had, because I didn't have phone service at the time. I was listening to some offline music that I had downloaded into my phone, was just chilling on the bus, whatever, and then, you know, just, it was the last, it was literally, I think, three weeks before school let out, and I literally uh, get the word from my sister, and this was something that I did not expect, uh, my sister gave me the word that a close friend of mine knocked the living crap out of the person who was harassing me, out of the boy that har- continued the harassment. So then later on, the alleged boy that was continuing the harassment uh, later on dropped out of school. And it was because he literally uh, had his ass beat to near death. Because, uh, and it was a consequence for his actions. Um, and then I came back to school and, uh, later on that next year. And then, and then the following that following year later, I didn't even last one day at school. Um, one of his friends, I guess, or girlfriend at the time, but I knew who this person was. Um, they went up again to the principal and said some vulgar things about me to the principal that were obviously lies that led to me getting sent to a different school again. So I just was like, I was just like, you know what? Forget it. I don't care. I'm just going to uh, get a GED and hope for the best. Because that, that was where I was at at the point. I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to just get a GED and hope for the best. I'm to the, I just got to the point where I just did not care. I just wanted to get out of school, you know, and I, I and I'm I got a decent paying job now, but later on, I'm, I'm not going I'm not going to stick to this job forever, though. And I need people to understand that, you know, I'm planning to do something bigger with my life momentarily. You know, I'm planning. I, I've been considering it for a long time. Uh, going either going to college or learning a trade because I can't do the military. No, military is a little rough. I can't do that. Um. My brother can, and I am very, very, very high in respects toward him for joining the Marine Corps, but um, I could not be able to do the military. So I'm hoping maybe I can turn either this into a career or learn a trade. 
you know. So, yeah, but if you guys want to support my show, please, um, please, please, please uh, give, give your listener support. I will set up a Patreon and we will get right to that. And you can support me on the pet on Patreon and we'll be able to do bigger and better things with the show as far. And that's where the money's going to go is for me to be able to do bigger and better things. Um, but, uh, what I'm saying is, is, you know, I learned the hard way to be careful who your friends really are, you know, be careful what you're, who you include in your friend's circle. Um, we're now going to fast forward to another, and we're going to go ahead and fast forward down to 2019. This was last year. Um, I had re- just recently got a job at a local restaurant. Not going to name the place. Not going to say where it is because I don't want I don't want to endanger anybody or undermine a business in any way. So at this restaurant, there was the head chef, and I applied to be a dishwasher at the time, uh, and I still am the dishwasher. Um, I'm wor- I think I'm working thirty hours a week now, 30, 40 hours a week now. Um. So, anywho, I was working the 20 hours a week because I was still in school at the time. I was still finishing up my GED. Um, and then I noticed the, you know, of course, the head chef. Uh, at first, he seemed pretty chill at first, you know, because, of course, everybody likes to leave a good first impression. Um, later on, finding out he was not the type of person you wanted to be around by a long shot. Um, turned out he was a bully. Uh, he liked to belittle everybody. And then came the day after he was removed from his position, this said head chef, uh, former head chef, um, this was the owner's, one of the owner's, one of the owner's kids, um, he decided he was going to say some vulgar things on Facebook and then call the health department to her restaurant at least twice, if not three times. Um, I knew nothing about this. I'm going to be honest. I knew nothing about this. And I was never told any of this. I was just told somebody called the health department or Somebody uh, said said this, this, and this. The only thing I heard that he had did was leave the bad review and post things on Facebook that he shouldn't have posted about the business. That was all I heard. You know that that was literally all one hundred percent all I heard. Not once did I hear he called the CDC or the health department two to three times. That was not what I heard. I was never told that by anybody. Uh, I was completely caught off guard. Well. Fast forwarding to Wednesday, this past Wednesday, um, I guess, I guess one of their, I guess, uh, the owner's daughter, her daughter comes back into the business, gets welcomed back as family, and she starts working there again. She starts working at this said restaurant again. Well, this individual that was, of course, relieved from his duties and was caught undermining this business, uh, he was banned from the restaurant supposedly, and I knew nothing about this. Um, then he, of course, asked for a hug. I was being nice, I was being polite. Met his friend, being nice, being polite. You know that, that's that's how I am. I have these very very polite morals and these very very high morals of 
respecting everybody, you know, and being kind to everybody. You know, I was raised that way. This isn't my fault. I was raised that way. You know, it was how my mama raised me. Um, she raised me to be kind to others no matter what. And to just remember to be careful, be safe, you know, and be respectful to everyone what, no matter what. And learn to forgive and move on. That's what she, that's what she raised me to do. Well, not knowing the rest of the things that this individual has done, I treat him like any normal person I would treat, you know, give him a hug if they want a hug, you know, just all up be nice, you know, all up be nice. Well, after he was removed from the restaurant, uh, the owner came up to me, uh, pulled me aside. She pulled, I think she pulled quite a few other people aside. And she literally snapped and said some vulgar things that I would never have thought she would have said that I was sh upright shocked about. Um, admit finally admitted to me that it was him that called the CDC. It was him that called the health department on the uh, on the place multiple times. And then and then uh, then the owner she upright accuses me of, quote, texting this individual. Then, quote, um, like, I'm going to quote exactly what she said. She pointed towards me. She literally looked at me, pointed her finger at me, and said, I know you have been talking to this said individual, and if I ever find out you have texted so much as texted this individual... You will not be working here. Those were the exact words that were said to me. Number one, I felt accused, wrongly accused, of betrayal. And number two, I felt threatened and harassed. Like That, that was when I felt threatened and harassed by the said owner. And I was half-tempted, literally half-tempted, to put in my two weeks because of the way I was treated. And I am still considering it because of the way I was treated. You know, I, I can't handle that, you know, and before before she, you know, before well before this, she talked about telling me not to threaten anyone I train, which I totally understand. You know, the last thing you need as a new trainee is to be threatened by your boss. I mean, Christ, that's not what I want to do. That, that that was not what I wanted to deal with when I was uh, being trained. I don't want to be threatened by my boss, you know. That's not something you that's not something you need. You know, you don't need to be going to work and be threatened by your boss. Well, that's not what I want either. You know, I don't want to go to work and be threatened to be terminated by my boss for something that's absolutely bogus for something that I'm not that I'm clearly not freaking doing. You know, that's not something I want to go to work and deal with. You know, when I went to work that day, I did not expect this individual to be at the restaurant. And I chose not to answer the phone because it's not my job. You know, it's not, you know, I, I didn't want, I didn't, I felt like if I answered the phone right then and there when the individual, when the owner called, I would have felt like I was stepping on somebody's toes. You know, I, that's why I chose not to answer the phone. And I figured I'll, I'm going to let management handle it because I didn't want to get in trouble. You know, that, that was me. I was trying to stay out of trouble, not get into it. 
I wasn't purposely ignoring the phone calls. I was just letting management handle it because I was told that if that if uh, the owner calls and that if the owner calls, do not answer the phone. It is for management. You know, that's management's job. I was told that by a manager. So I was like, OK, so I just went through with it. You know, I, I went through with what I was told to do. You know, and apparently I get yelled at and threatened to be fired for it. So I'm like, oh, boy, what a day this has been. <laughs> what a day this has been. So with that in mind, um, just be careful who it is you talk to. And just be careful out there with, of course, what job you choose as your first job. Because the re- family owned restaurants are crazy. They're crazy. Very, very crazy. Uh, and they're very hectic. They're, they're cool. Don't get me wrong. They're cool to work in. But you need to be very, very careful with how they change the rules. So sometimes they change the rules on you. And you just have to, from the hard way, from my hard way experience, the best thing to do is to ask. You know, ask about any changes in rules, any changes in conduct. Um don't make the same mistake I did and not know. And then, you know, and not even ask to know and then get caught off guard. Like that, that's what happened to me. I was completely caught off guard, did not know the individual was even there. I just saw, I just saw like a vehicle. Didn't even thought, okay, it was a vehicle that looked like this said individuals. So I left it alone, you know? Yeah, I left it alone. Um, I was like, okay. And then of course, like I said, the phone rang, I chose not to answer it because I was just doing my, I was just doing my duties and doing what I was told to do, which was, which I was told if the owner calls on the phone, do not answer it, let management handle it. So I said, okay, not a problem, you know, not a problem. I was doing what I was told, you know, and apparently I get yelled at and threatened to be fired for it. So, you know, um, Looking at when I hugged the individual, I did totally see where the owner would have felt that I be- was betraying them. Um, but the only thing I really do is share out my TikTok and, of course, podcasts and whatnot just to accumulate some fame, you know, just to get word out, to accumulate some notice. You know what I mean? Uh, that's pretty much all I that was pretty much all I was doing. And I can totally understand where the owner may have thought I was, where I was, you know, talking, quote, associating or, quote, being friends. But I wasn't being friends with this individual. Um, I was, quote, being what you would call a pseudo friend. Uh, What a pseudo friend is, is some basically a fake friend. That's pretty much what it is. Uh, I hate to admit it, but um, between... That individual and I, I was faking it. I was faking that whole shindig. Um, so, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of, it's me. You know, if it's somebody I don't want to talk to or somebody I've been told not to talk to, of course, I'm going to fake the shindig, you know, fake the quote friendship between that individual. Um, that's pretty much, it's, it's called, it's called playing the double card. That's what it's called. It's called playing the double, it's called playing the double deuce. Um, it's, you know, you, you, you quote, fake it till you make it, 
faking it till you make it, playing the double deuce, you know. Um, sometimes you have to play your cards right in order to, you know, in order to avoid problems with other people. You know, to avoid problems with other people, sometimes you have to play your cards right. You know, if you don't play your cards right, obviously it's gonna it's gonna affect you. And like I learned Wednesday, I didn't play my cards right. But with the said standard, I was quote faking the quote pseudonymy friendship that that was quote overlooked. And that was the thing that was overlooked was I am I'll be honest, the man the current managers that are with me now. They're the people I am really friends with, you know, that I became that I came to terms and became really good friends with, you know, but I don't let that affect my, uh, you know, my job at hand. This individual, of course, I was, quote, faking it with, and I hate to admit it, but I was, quote, faking it with this person, faking it till I made it. Why? Because I was avoiding problems. You know, I was trying to, quote, avoid my problems. Um, and that, that's it's just my nature. You know, with autism, that's my nature. I don't want I don't want any part of problems. I don't want problems in general. You know, so I do everything in my power to, of course, play my cards right and avoid them. You know, I when I'm told to text an individual that by, by the individual who I'm really clearly not supposed to be associating with, I really don't text that person at all. I just let it go and move forward. That's just me. You know, I ignore it and I just, it's, it's basically ignoring it. Basically. Um, I was told by this person to text them if quote unquote, everybody was being mean to me, but never did it. Why? Because his number is not in my contacts, because I took his number out of my contacts, you know, after him, after, of course, after him leaving or being, you know, removed from his position that day and never since said a word. So, um, to be, it, it hurt. Did it, did it hurt to be wrongfully accused? Yes, it did. You know, it, it really hurt to, be wrongfully accused but you know and did it hurt to be harassed yeah it hurt to be harassed because i was dealing with it from the people that i looked up to the most you know that i was actually friends with you know and it, it sucked it really sucked you know but i will be honest i did cry over it that day, I was really heartbroken because, of course, I was accused by the people that I really looked up to the most. And I was harassed by the person, by one of the many people I respected. And it hurt. It absolutely hurt. But um, I am going to say, you know, whatever happens, happens. You know, I can't I couldn't control the situation. I really couldn't. It was out of my control. That's what I learned. It was completely out of my control. Um, and, well, 
if I have to, if I do end up having to put in my quoted two weeks, then I will do what I must to protect myself. You know, that's pretty much all I can say to do is, you know, do what you got to do to protect yourself and keep yourself out of harm's way. That's about the best thing I can say, you know, and that's about the best thing I can do. Um, like I said, I don't bash people. I don't throw people's names on this show because, like I said, the last thing I need is to bash them is and is to undermine everything they've worked so hard for. You know what I mean? That's not something I wish to do. That's not something I wish to accomplish in this in this podcast. You know, not something I wish to do. That is not the reason behind making this show. The reason behind making this show is to share said experiences and, of course, you know, share some nerdy things. You know, be nerdy and have a good time doing it. So, um, with that said, we will go ahead and take a short break and we shall transition into, you guessed it, talks about the furry fandom. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It is time for Geek Talk. Here we are with Geek Talk on the perspective. So this first episode, uh, we're going to be talking about the furry fandom and what the furry fandom is legitimately about. Yes, all you jerk faces that say the furry fandom is about porn. I'm about to give you a wake-up call, all right? I've been a part of the furry fandom for over five years now, and I must say, it is not what you think it is. It's not what you think it is at all, all right? I'm here to clarify that. So, we furries are just fans of cartoon animals. Basically, we like, we, of course, we dress up as cartoon characters. Ain't nothing wrong with that. All right, all right. It's a hobby. All right. It's a hobby that we enjoy. You know, people come together in this fandom to draw art. People come together in this fandom, of course, to do podcasts like what I'm doing. Um, I have another I have a podcast show called Fur Chat that I talk everything about the furry fandom in. So if you want to check that out, it's on Anchor. It's on Spotify. Anywhere you get your podcasts, you'll be able to find it. Google Podcasts. Stitcher, Radio Public, uh, anywhere you get your podcasts, that's exactly where it is. So don't forget to check that out. And then I have another another uh, lovely podcast that I run called Pawcast, a Paw Patrol podcast. So if any of you lovelies are interested in Paw Patrol, I have a podcast just for you. It's anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to check it out. Like, subscribe, and give me your support on both podcasts as well as this one. Um, I am, like I said, I'm planning to make podcasting a professional career, and I can't do it without your help. So please, please, please support me in any way you can. Now, we're now going to go ahead and transition over to uh, our geek topic of the day, the furry fandom. 
Yes, indeed. The furry fandom. So, like I said, the furry fandom is a hobby that uh, I enjoy. Uh, it's a fandom I just enjoy in general. But I'm also going to talk about the good and bad. Um, of course, we have the stereotypical good and bad. But there's a good where you can meet friends. You, of course, make friends in this fandom. And if you are that lucky, you also find love in this fandom as well. Love in this fandom being relationships. You find the perfect partner and everything goes smoothly. Um, there is a con that is overlooked, a, very, a bad that's overlooked in this fandom, and that is um, when a person becomes popufer or popular in the furry fandom. We call these people popufers, um, but they're basically popular people in the furry fandom, either through YouTube, TikTok, me, of course, being TikTok, um, and, and, you know, anywhere, basically just anywhere for affinity. Um, it doesn't matter where. If you're a popufer somewhere, you're technically a popufer. Um, I've learned from... Um, I'm, I'm going to say this. I've learned from... I'm not very much of a popufer, though. I only have like 10,000 followers, which isn't nothing compared to some furs that I've seen. Um, but there are some popufers out there that have become extremely toxic. I noticed this in a lot of people that when they become um, popufers, they become extremely toxic. I'm talking about... Um, I, it's hard for me to say this, but there's one individual in particular I know that is extremely toxic, and that is Al the Wolf or Biogods. Um, I, I hate to bring him up and bash him, but he and Kale the Deer, I came to learn the hard way, they are very toxic people. Um, Majira and Beta Eta Delota are really chill people. They're fine. Don't worry about them. They're fine. Um, but then you have, of course, Kiwi Fox, who is a very, very toxic individual. Um, you have uh, Bolt Much Chill, but he can be he can be toxic in his own way sometimes. Um, I could be toxic in my own way sometimes, but I try not to be. I mean, I at least try. I at least try. Um, there's a popular furry I know and that I'm really, really good friends with. Um, he is very, very toxic. Um, I love, I love this guy to death though. He's, he's a good friend of mine, but Green Fox, uh, I have to say with everything that you went through, you two are on the toxicity list. Um, I think him and his other friend as well, uh, Sandy Wolfie, I think that's what his name is. Very Became a very toxic individual. Um, I think TikTok is just full of toxic things in general that would tend to drive people crazy. 
Sometimes that's why people talk about all the time why being TikTok famous is usually hard. And it is hard, but it's not it's also not not easy to deal with either because you have nothing but toxicity to have to deal with. You know, with TikTok, people tagging you in videos about people committing suicide, people tagging you in videos about people harming themselves in some way, whether physically or emotionally. Um you've got and then you got you're being tagged in videos about people being toxic. Um, and it's just like you know, what the hell? <laughs> you know, I, I have no words. I have no words. Um, to to describe the feeling that I get every damn time I am tagged in a suicide video or I am tagged in some type of video that is toxic in some way. So when people tag me in those types of videos, and it's because I'm a pop youfer, that's why they tag me in these videos, um, it hurts. Um, it hurts in a lot of ways. You know, unimaginable. But that's part of one of many places as far as as far as where toxicity toxicity can happen. Um and it sucks. It does. Um I try everything in my power to try to make people laugh and to show y'all some cool stuff. Um like, for example, if uh, y'all want to learn how to podcast, I can totally help you. I can totally link places to get this equipment cheap. I mean, I got this equipment cheap, you know, without breaking the bank. It cost me $170 to start a podcast. So, uh, you know, I got the equipment, the right equipment, without breaking the bank, which is a big applause for me. Yes, I... Got my standard equipment, common use equipment, without breaking the bank drastically. Like, I mean it. I did it without breaking the bank drastically. And that's hard to do. You know, it's hard to start a podcast nowadays. Like, I mean, I mean, it's easy now. It's a lot easier now than what it used to be. Um, used, you know, a good while ago, um, before podcasts became mainstream, um, you literally had to buy a studio and then purchase all the equipment through a specific place or a specific brand or specific company. And it would cost you approximately four to $5,000 to start a podcast because you'd have to get radio grade equipment to start a podcast. Well, now, I literally, there are these, like, now, I mean, I hate to say this, but there are these Chinese companies out there now that are making, you know, soundboards, that are making podcast studio equipment, and then you got other podcasting equipment, other microphone brands, and things like that that came into the mix of all of this, and it became mainstream, and now it's something everybody wants to do. But it's hard to find the right equipment on a budget. You know, it's not easy finding the right equipment on a budget. It really isn't. 
mean, my God, my God. I mean, like to get to get studio grade equipment, we're talking about, like I said, at least four to five thousand dollars. You know, to get the right stuff. I mean, I had to, like I said, I purchased this mixer for fifty dollars on Amazon. I purchased my soundboard for forty dollars on Amazon. You know, but they're all Chinese branded, off brand, generic. They're all generic brands, generic Chinese brands, except for my Audio Technica. Why? Because, like I said, it's hard. It's hard. I don't have. I don't have four to five thousand dollars to start a podcast, and I'm sure you guys don't either. You know, so I'm starting a podcast with what I can afford. You know, it's not easy. It's not easy starting a podcast at all with what you have. You sometimes you have to go el cheapo. You gotta you gotta go el cheapest to get things done. You know, to you know, to me, I didn't care if it was cheap as long as it did the job. That's all that really mattered to me. You know, as long as it was effective, it as long as it worked, it was effective, and it did the job. That was all that mattered to me. You know, um, that was all that really mattered to me was the fact that it worked, it did the job, and etc. But the furry fandom is full of is like full of all sorts of cool stuff. You know, we got people who make fur suits. We've got people that make music. Of course, you got podcasters like us. We've got people that run radio stations online. Like good, like good Christ, like, uh, like you know, I I know I know the owner of uh, Furry Broadcast Network. I know I know the said owner of Furry Broadcast Network. He and I are good friends, and uh, yeah, Shadow Lerar. Uh, he and I know each other, and we're good friends. We just haven't spoken in so long because you know life gets in the way. Life gets in the way of everything. You know, you get your own apartment. You you have you have a job you got to keep up with. And then to top it all off, you got bills to p- to pay and keep up with. So th- that's even more fun, you know. That's y- life gets in the way, so it's hard to keep tabs on friends and you know keep tabs of talking to your friends, etc. Um, it's hard. It is absolutely hard. You know, it's not something that is easy to deal with. You know. But, uh, you know, like I said, if you're interested in joining the furry fandom, do's and don'ts of the furry fandom are simple. Um, don't be an ass for one damn thing. Don't be an ass. Christ's sake. Nobody wants an ass in the furry fandom. <laughs> we, we have enough of those already. Um, as far as certain pop furs go, uh, and Shadow Lerar is a pop fur, by the way, but he's he's a very damn good person, you know, very good damn good person you know i i he and i know each other pretty well uh he's a damn good he's a damn good person you know i love this guy to death um just know that that there are some pop there are popifers out there that are actually really really awesome people and then there are those of course that aren't so good people that are just assholes very 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 toxic assholes. <laughs> as like, that's about as about as worded as I can get. That's about as detailed as I can get. Um. So, with that said, um, if you are interested in the Furry Broadcast Network, I'm going to give them a nice little sponsorship in this podcast. 
Um, I will link their I will link their website down here in the description below in this podcast, and you guys can check them out. You know, you guys you guys will be able to check them out. So, um, but I probably won't be able to do that until this episode's uploaded. You know, that's kind of <laughs> kind of how it works. Um, I can't just magically twindle my fingers yeah i can't do the harry potter meme i can't go like guardian leviosa and all of a sudden the freaking uh the freaking description pops up while i'm recording (laughs) that's impossible damn it that is impossible but I, i try i try you know i try in my greatest power but um so don't just don't be an asshole number two don't steal art for christ's sake we don't need art thieves we have too many art thieves in general. We don't need art thieves in the furry fandom. For Christ's sake, we don't need them in the furry fandom. Another, there's an example of this. I keep brushing my nose up against the mic. Oh my God, it feels so weird. The foam ball touching my nose is weird. It feels weird. It's good. It tells me I'm too close to the mic. But I have to be this close. But I have to be this close. Otherwise you won't be able to hear me, you know, because of the settings that I had to set my mixer to, because my mixer wants to make a buzzing noise if I set it any higher than this. This is what happens when you have to podcast on a budget. This is why I don't like it, but it is what it is. You just cannot afford podcasting equipment. It's it's, it's hard, but I mean, don't get me wrong. I really, really like my setup. I just, you know, it's hard for me to, it was hard for me to set everything the way I needed it to be. Like I had to turn, um, the reason why I was getting this buzzing noise is because on channels two, three, and four, I had all the pitches on. The pitches were all on and the gain was like halfway up on channels two, three, and four when I'm not using channels two, three, and four. Um, so I ended up having to turn channels two, three, and four off, leaving channel one on. I know this sound. I know this sounds hella complicated. This does sound hella freaking complicated. But you know, some people were like, "Oh, well, to do a podcast, you need to be a uh, you need to be an upright audio nerd." Not necessarily. Um, a mixer and a soundboard are fairly simple to run. You just have to get to know the equipment. Um, I never, when I started podcasting, I never knew how to use a mixer. I never knew how to use a soundboard. I had to, by myself, get to know my equipment and, you know, let my equipment get to know me. (laughs) You know, I had to, I had to take the time out of my day. It takes a whole day for me to master the equipment. Um, it takes a whole day to do it. And of course I don't have a whole day, but I got up early yesterday when I was waiting and I was waiting on this thing to arrive and I spent the entire time that day, I was going to record a podcast before I, I was going to record this episode before I left for work yesterday, but I decided instead I wanted to take the time to read the owner's manual and get to know this piece of, get to know the mixer so I could be able to use the mixer properly. Yeah. I wanted to be able to make sure that I could use this mixer properly for you guys so it doesn't sound like utter crap. You know what I mean? It doesn't sound it doesn't come out sounding like just straight shit, you know, and then it sounds terrible. 
But um, but yeah, don't be an art thief. We have too many art thieves already. Number three, do not ask for free shit. As in, do not ask for free stuff. Why? Because there are artists that survive on their art and want to turn art into a profession. Just like me, I want to turn my podcast into a paid professional career. You see where this is going? So, I will offer my podcast shows for free to certain uh, broadcast networks, whether it's, you know, especially if it's to people that I know. Yeah, of course. I'll offer my podcast services for free to your network, to your uh, lovely radio show, to your lovely radio station. I'll be more than happy to. Um, but if you your radio station comes to me and asks me, and I and I don't know you, I am probably going to have you're probably going to either have to donate to my Patreon page continuously to keep the channel going. Or you're probably just going to have to uh, make sure I get sponsored. Those are the only ways I'll be able to be able be willing to do it. And that, that's sadly the only way I'll be able to do it is if I do not know your network or if I do not know anybody in your network, then what will happen is I will probably like like let's say um, let's say if I didn't know anybody in the furry broadcast network and they came and asked me. Hey, can um, we have your show aired? We, we're interested. We love your show. Can, is there a way we can have it aired on our radio station? If I didn't know anybody, of course, if I did not know Shadow Lerar, I would probably have him do that. I'd probably say, well, then it, I, would, I would have to do a paid servicing for you to be able to do this. And that's kind of how I am. If I know you, yeah, I'll, do, I'll, I'll find a way to do it free of charge. But if, you know, and I'll, I'll, be, I'll find a way to volunteer my services. But if, um, but if I'm going to do it just out of the blue for somebody I do not know, I'm going to, I'm sadly, I'm going to have to offer it as a paid service because that's the only way this is going to be able to become a career is if I offer it as a paid service, um, to those that I do know, I'll either set you up with a discount, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll either set you up with a discounted paid service or a or just set you find a way to volunteer my services. If I know you that well, I'll find a way to volunteer my services. Just as long as I get sponsored, and you know, just as long as your radio, just as long as your radio station sponsors my show, and I'm able, and I'm still getting paid for it that way. That's all that matters. Um, I guess because you know, as sad as it sounds, money makes the world go round, and that's how it's going to be for this. Is sadly. Money's the only way that's going to make this thing go around, you know, and make this thing become a paid profession. So, so to those of you at Furry Broadcast Network, if you are interested, I will be more than willing to volunteer my services and volunteer my podcasts um, over to all my podcast shows over to you um, if you are, if you really, really would like me to. And I will, um, like I said, as long as as long as your radio station's willing to sponsor my sh- one of my shows, or is willing to sponsor, um, is willing to sponsor me in general, that is totally fine. Like I said, I'll be more than willing to offer you my services free of charge. 
Um, just make sure I get sponsored and I get paid for it in some way, because like I said, I'm trying to make this a career because I'm trying to find a better career for myself. And I feel, feel that podcast hosting is the best way to go because it's something I love doing. This is something I love doing on a daily basis. So with that said, just don't ask for free stuff though, because people survive off of this stuff, you know? I'm trying to turn my podcasting into a living. I can't offer you merchandise for free, or I can't offer you my services for free without being sponsored or anything, because then I'm not making any money that I so desperately need to survive. You see what I'm saying? Or money that I need to make the, to upgrade the studio if I need to, or you know, money that I need to be able to buy, purchase better equipment if I need to, like an extra microphone for a co-host if I wanted to put a co-host on this show, or if I wanted to put a uh, a guest on this show, I you know, or if I wanted to interview a guest, I'll be able to bring a second Audio Technica mic. You know, these microphones are not cheap. These are like ninety dollar mics, ninety to one hundred and twenty dollar microphones. They they cost just as much as a Blue Yeti. They're not but better than a blue yeti uh way better than a blue yeti better by better than the blue yeti by a long shot i would never recommend the blue yeti to anybody i hate the blue yeti Ugh, it's disgusting it disgusts me use it as the doorstop that it is because it's not it's not good for anything else so that's the third don't um and the final and the final do and don't is just be nice to people. Nobody likes bullies, okay? Just, just everybody likes a nice person. You know, everyone likes an ex- that extra nice person. You know, just being nice in the furry fandom can get you very far. You know, it, it gets you very, very far in the fandom. Being a bully does not get you anywhere in life other than either in prison or loss of your job. Y'all feel me on that? So that is the third and final don't, like do and don't. Um, with that said, um, that's pretty much it for this episode, I think. Yeah, it's pretty much it for this episode. So uh, thank you guys so much for tuning into this first episode. It's been a pleasure. I hope my experience today, my experiences today help you in the long run. Stay safe. Be good, and I'll see you guys next week. Have a great one. Thank you.